Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You don't understand. This is a liar. How can you think that I'm her dad, but we both look exactly the same age? We do not look the same age. I was being kind. Wait, I'm going to hypnotize him. I hereby christen this mutton Barbie camper Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of Pop Goes the Tam Tam. We've reached episode eight of Our Flag Means Death, and that means we're going to be discussing We Girl Way Back. I can't say that without laughing. <laughs> so, the plot synopsis for this episode is as follows. The arrival of Blackbeard's old buddy leaves Steed feeling like the odd man out as Olawande mourns the loss of Jim and Jim seeks answers from Spanish Jackie. So before we actually jump into this episode, I wanted to say that my neighbours have decided to do some exterior landscaping and that is the noise that you can probably hear <laughs> underneath this podcast apologies i've got a special guest announce yourself special guest hi it's tamsin's mum that's right tamsin's mum is back on board by popular demand as somebody said to me the other day it's not your podcast it's your mum's <laughs> <laughs> But also true. <laughs> so, let's jump into the episode. Are ye real? Or a filthy phantom? Hey, is Blackbeard aboard? Maybe, maybe no. Who's asking? A friend. There were, I would say, three main threads to this episode. The first thread, obviously, was Calico Jack. The second thread was Jim and Jackie and Revenge. I need to say Revenge. Revenge. And the last thread was obviously the fallout from the death of Carl. So this episode, more than any other, I felt was heavily loaded with symbolism. Yes, it was. And it really started from the moment the episode began because we were introduced to Calico Jack and there was the theme of seagulls. So obviously Buttons has got a friend, Seagull, he's the bird man and the seagull is called Carl. Carl has been a feature of, of the series so far he's always appeared with buttons and they've got this cute little relationship going on and they on. talk to one another they do they talk to one another there's an interesting point in this where calico jack tries to throw a bottle and hit it with his gun and instead he shoots the seagull and it falls out of the air so that the symbolism very much links calico jack and seagulls and also death it's together quite a nice foreshadowing isn't it it's a nice bit of foreshadowing yeah because it's it's quite a grim funny thing that happens but mm. when you actually piece it all together oh so i get you yeah right and i really thought that was good i did like that early foreshadowing of what was going to happen later on in the episode yeah i agree i really liked it so let's talk about will arnett as calico jack Hey, Chip, did we wake you? Oh, 
shit, sorry, we're about to do that. I'm sorry, 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 blowing sorry. stuff up. Yeah. I might as well pay the visit by my old shipmate, Calico Jack. Calico Jack! Okay. Um, old mate? Well, if he's a friend of yours, hello. Who's the big gal? <laughs> you fucking stop <laughs> He's joking. He's fucking joking. Get out girl. Jack, Steve Bonner, Steve Bonner, Jack. Good to meet you. Oh. So, first of all, I wanted to say that when he first came aboard, I was a little bit jarred. Yeah. So you thought he was just a bit too one note, didn't you? Well, so did you. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but I think on re-watching this episode, I felt like he was doing much more than I had initially realised he was doing. Yeah, I mean, I think that came out when when he killed Carl. Yeah. I mean, he, he just... He didn't mean to do it. It was an accident, you could tell. But he just couldn't say, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I think that was really obvious. You could tell that he hadn't meant to do it. And there was this look in his eye that kind of said, I know I, sh- I, I actually feel quite bad about this, but I can't admit that. And I find that really fascinating. I actually found his character really interesting Because it was someone who had leaned so much into the myth of what it was to be a pirate Mm. that they were kind of trapped by it. Yeah. It's all bluff and bravado with him. It's all bluff and... and, In that moment, you saw that. Yeah. I would also say you saw it again slightly before that. Okay. Which was when he was having the pee contest with Steed. Right. And he was trying to unnerve Steed and to make him feel less of a man Mm -hmm. and to also call out the nature of the relationship that he has with Blackbeard and to also say, hey, I was there first. Yeah, he was definitely trying to psych him out, wasn't he? But there was a jealous element there, I felt. There was someone who was desperately trying to stake a claim on another person. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was he was marking his territory, literally. Yeah, literally. You had that at the breakfast table when Steve was trying to join in the conversation and Calico Jack just shut him down. Yeah, cutting that completely. Yeah, time. and he made, he made it so that there was no entry for Steve to get into the conversation. Because yeah, he were... knew nothing about what they were talking about. Exactly. And it was just Calico Jack, like you say, staking a claim marking his territory and essentially saying Blackbeard belongs to me we have this prior relationship yeah we are the two you are the interloper we go back years we go back years we go back beyond I saved his life you're just a passing phase exactly I thought it was really really interesting because you had that two levels you had someone who clearly wants to say more but is so enmeshed in the society that they live that he physically can't say more. Yeah. So I found it really a very interesting performance. And yeah, it was kind of layered, wasn't it? It was As layered. It on, yeah. Yeah, it was really layered. And a lot of it he was doing with his eyes and micro expressions. Mm. And especially with the death of Carl, you just. And that seems to be, as we're getting towards the end is really becoming the narrative, the whole story, which is you're going back to what you knew. Mm. We're like circling the drain now, and the drain is just, you cannot change, which is really interesting. It is. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're spiralling down a plug hole. Well, I, and I also think Blackbeard's being shown examples of change not sticking or not bothering to change. Mm. And that it's just easier just to be what you are. Be a version of, some version of yourself. Yeah, definitely. You know, so, yeah, it's really interesting. But I just thought, I really liked what he did with the character and that it had much more depth. I would put Will Arnett slightly under Leslie Jones as a guest star. Yeah. Obviously, Roy Kinnear's at the top. <laughs> um, but I think all three of them definitely understood the genre that they were in. They really what they... did something, didn't they? 100%, yeah, and what they had to deliver. Now, I will say I was disappointed in the lack of Calico on Calico Jack. Yeah. And this is something we actually discussed because... We kind of felt, both of us, like they were leaning back into the gunslinger tradition again, which they had done so well the previous episode with Jim. Jim. Yeah, with the coat. And it was just enough with Jim to give you all those sort of spaghetti western type man with no name vibes. Mm. What, what And why? What did it benefit, really? Yeah. And I mean, I would have personally liked to have seen a calico version of calico jack with lots and lots of color and maybe lots of patches of other outfits sewn onto his own outfit yeah that would have been yeah so So that extreme and noticeable you know he's not prepared to be incognito with the handlebar yeah stealth cream stealth cream (laughs) with the handlebar moustache and i kind of want to say a lot of the design in this series have been quite anachronistic so far Mm. some of it's been really on point but some of it has been incredibly anachronistic for me i would have liked them to go down 19th century carney look that would have been so good yeah because it's also quite scary those sort of costumes yeah and i think with the whip and the idea of his patchwork clothes and this the idea of this sort of more 19th century silhouette which is slightly different again to you know blackbeard's um road warrior look and steed's traditional traditional yeah i think it would have been quite interesting quite a dynamic look and just something a bit different and also it would be nice to say that being a peacock like steed is doesn't just come in one flavor no and that pirates other pirates also have brands that they lean into. Because a lot of pirates wore jewellery and stuff, didn't they? They did. They were incredible. Well, I mean, sailors were incredibly blinged up, to use a very old expression. Because <laughs> they liked shopping and stuff, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They they liked fashion and shopping and, and all of that sort of lifestyle, really. And it would have been nice to have seen that come out in his clothes and also how why is he called calico jack if he never wears any calico (laughs) yeah i mean it's like blackbeard is blackbeard because he's got a black beard you know come on throw us a bone (laughs) he's not called fringed jack with a handlebar moustache (laughs) calico is is a cream naturally cream fabric right but i think we we sort of associate calico with calico cats from the states because they're different colors so the patch thing would have been perfect i think yeah take note of this because i'd like to see when they eventually bring 
uh, Anne, Bonnie and Mary reading, I'd like to see a bit more thought behind what they're going to wear, if that makes sense. You know, the black leather and that is fine, but I'd like to see some more imaginative stuff coming through, if that makes sense. And I think they had an opportunity here to make a really unforgettable, imaginative costume and they dropped the ball. Yeah, because they are pirates. So they're thieves, essentially. And, I mean, they can take any of the clothes that they they steal mm. and they could look like anything they wanted yes you could go to town really yeah yeah but i would have just loved to have seen a bit more design from the costume department there everything else i think in terms of cat i think the casting was great yeah. i think the performance was really interesting and yeah i think I know he had to die at the end because he killed Carl and he was a very nice person. But if they ever wanted to do a prequel with Blackbeard, I'd love to see Calico Jack in that. I'd love to find out a bit more about him. Yeah. So so let's move on to the B-plot of this episode, which is, of course, Jim and Jackie. Hiya, Jackie. What exactly is the plan here, Jim? You told me everything you know about the Siete Gallos, or I knife another one of your husbands. Don't try to save me. Shit. I just want to say, I absolutely love the showdown between Jim and Jackie. It was so funny, but it was also really cool. You had these two badass characters basically facing off against each other. It was funny. And it was dramatic. It was. I really liked it. And also, I liked the way you could see them earning each other's respect as they were fighting, which I think was a nice twist. I thought it was really funny, though, how Leslie Jones, who's so tall, was fighting against an actor who's so small. And yet it didn't feel like... Jim was being overpowered at any point. And more than just the fun of this scene, I think they actually brought up some really interesting points around revenge, mm. or revenge, as we call it. And my favourite scene was when Jackie asked Jim to guess what her age was. Oh, yeah. And I love the awkwardness of Jim, because that's a hard conversation to have. No one wants to do that. And the way that they reached 50... <laughs> and then the reveal that Jackie's 25. 25. I know, and I just loved it. But I think there was a real interesting point that they were trying to get across am- amongst the humour, which is, you know, what happens if you stay trying to seek out revenge forever? And it eats you up. And it eats you up, yeah. And you actually don't have anything after that to kind of look forward to. Anticlimax. Yeah, it's an anticlimax. And it's also a waste of time, Mm. you know. Especially if you die during that. Yeah, but once it's achieved, what have you got then? It it will never bring Jim's family back. No. And it just means that they're kind of reliving the trauma forever. So hopefully, I think that Jim needs to come back to the ship and, you know... just be an ordinary pirate. Get back with Olawande. Yeah. Because we had so much pining. I felt so sorry for Olawande. I'm surprised, though, at that scene when they were chatting Mm -hmm. because I 
just going to Treasure Island now. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought pirates were incredibly vengeful. I mean, the black spot and all that malarkey. Mm. But they don't seem to be like that at all in this, do they? No, it's interesting. I do hope we get the black spot at some point in this. Yeah, it'd be really cool. That would be really cool. I kind of would imagine a lot of shrieking if Street huh? Steed got the black spot. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, not really. But it'd be really well, cool. The mask would come down. Yeah, it'd be just... Yeah, we need... Bring the black spot in. I mean, I know it's already been written and filmed, but you can manifest these things. (laughs) (laughs) But is Jim a pirate? Or are they an assassin? Because I always took them for an assassin who just ended up on a pirate ship, as opposed to a pirate who was an assassin. Hey, hey, I've never had a room before. I mean, either I've been in plenty of rooms, but... Never have one. What's this? It's blueprints, mate. Blueprints. We've got to design our sanctum. Our space. No rules. It can be whatever we want it to be. What, like beds on the ceiling? Huh? That sounds a bit tricky. No, that's just no, that's just the perspective. Oh. Looking down. That's better. Yeah. But I'm loving the input. Let's keep it flowing, Rumi. Now, before we discuss the sad events of Carl's passing. R.I.P. Carl. Uh, I think we should also discuss, we had a spotlight on some other crew members that I really enjoyed. I did too. So, obviously, we had room people. We did. Olawande gave up his room. Olawande gave up his room. And who should move in there? We, John and Frenchie. That was so sweet. It was a lovely pairing. I absolutely love those two together and I hope we see more of them together and I hope they eventually get their room back because I want to see more of what they do with it. It was really charming the way they did that innocent planning and they were so excited and the dolly and everything. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. This little nook. And the two actors played off each other really well. Didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They had a sort of childlike naivety. It, it was like they were little boys. Yeah. And it was really, really sweet. They're planning the treehouse. Yeah. And amongst all of the other stuff that was going on, they were a nice counterbalance, I would say, to Blackbeard and Calico Jack as this because sort of toxic bro. Intensity. Yeah. Whereas they were a more sort of softness, true friendship, besties. I'm living for it. Yeah, it was just really nice. I also really liked Alawande, Lucius and Steed together. That was quite funny. That was so funny with the telescope and them talking about how long he'd been doing it for and their exasperation and disbelief. And and when he took the telescope away and he just did it with his fingers. (laughs) And he was giving a running commentary of what they were doing. (laughs) Who cares? More of those pairings, you know. I would like to see more. I I really think they are now actively sleeping on Frenchie and Wee John. They have to give them something more to do in series two. Yes, you want to see different aspects, don't you? Yeah, you do. You've had, you know, Olawande, Lucius and Steed all chatting, in a way, Mm -hmm. on on an almost level playing field. Yeah. And then you had the other two designing their room yeah and it was different aspects which i think yeah i agree with you it 
opens it all up and it makes it much more interesting and and quite funny yeah no I really agree and I think some of that leans into the issue you have when you have such a big big cast Mm. I mean this has got a big cast and it's hard to give everybody their moment because obviously while we had Frenchie and we had Wee John yet again there wasn't really anything for the Swede to do and there wasn't anything for Black Pete to do either really no no within the story no and where also, Roach. Well, where are Fang and Ivan? Where are Fang and Ivan? Because I like <laughs> I feel like at this point we need to actively send out a search party. Because where are they? Because <laughs> they didn't go with Izzy. We know this. They can't still be in the village. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> They're doing what? No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no I didn't mean that at all. Um, like Cut wanted wanted posters. Have you seen this fang? <laughs> um, we've gone nuts again. <laughs> I just we're just that good. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, again, some characters had more to do. I think Roach got to do more physical stuff, yeah. but I think in terms of of, of story, again. I think there are some characters now that they're not totally sure what to do with. And I would say the Swede is one of those characters that I would say is kind of a background ensemble. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because uh... I don't know what you could do. I mean, like, it's such a problem, like you say, with so many, so many cast members. Mm. But I hope it's one of those things that <clears throat> hopefully... With the situation that we have at the beginning, well, no, at the end of this series, it gives some people some some chance to breathe in separate spaces. Let's just say that with with without uh, being too dramatic on what's going on. <laughs> and now, finally, let us turn to the fate of crew member Carl, perhaps the first crew member to die in the series. R.I.P. Carl, we hardly knew you, but we loved you. Now, I want to say it was really emotional, but when we were watching it, both of us said that we got taken out of the moment with the hex. I did, yeah, completely. So do you want to open up what you felt around that? I just felt that the hex, okay... For me it was just far too long mm. i think if it had just been a small hex a baby hex a baby hex and then moving on but it went on for too long and it took me out of the took me out of the scene and all i could think was this is a bit silly mm. and it's quite a silly program anyway but you can you get drawn into it and you you go along with it and you enjoy it but that stopped it dead in its tracks for me mm. what about you yeah, I think it undercut the emotion of the scene. It did. So this is how I would have preferred it to go. Okay. If I had written the scene, this is probably how I would have written it. Cut out the hex. 
so obviously Carl has been killed and you have the sort of the reaction on the faces of the crew, the shock, the, the sadness. You have Calico Jack, first of all, he asks, is the bird okay? Then it isn't. And then he, rather than apologise, which he can't do, there's that moment where he has the chance to apologise and he doubles down on not apologising. The bird flew into my whip. The bird flew into my whip. You all saw it. And he sort of doubles down on that douchebagginess mm. that he has. Mm. And again, it shows somebody who's trapped in the myth of their own making. Then we have that brilliant moment from Steed where he finally comes out and asserts himself and he is the proper captain of that ship and he says, get off my ship. Yeah. And then we have that moment where Calico Jack asks if anyone wants to come with them and nobody wants to come with him and he just turns to Blackbeard and he should have just gone, okay, we're leaving. Mm. Because the whole way through, we have had... Calico Jack constantly reminds us that he saved Blackbeard's life and he constantly reminds Blackbeard that is a chain that he is more than prepared to yank to get what he wants. So he yanks on his chain and I think rather than have Blackbeard turn to Steed and say, this is me, this is, you were always going to find out who I was, he should have just gone, yeah, okay. And gone. And then have that moment where Steed is like, are you, re- are you, you're, you're leaving? And then he just leaves. Yeah. And I think it would have been more emotionally impactful. Definitely. And it would have given more push and pull between the relationship between Steed and Blackbeard and Blackbeard and Calico Jack. Because in this, Blackbeard is a toy and he's also a trophy that they're both fighting over. Yeah. And it's who can make this individual their their toy, their their plaything. Yeah. yeah, their property. And I thought that it was a missed opportunity and the hex in the middle kind of undercuts Steed finally growing a backbone and standing up for his crew and against Calico Jack. And it also undercuts the fact of how conflicted that Blackbeard actually feels. Yeah. So that's what I would have liked to have seen in the scene. But it just felt like the writers thought that it was too sad, too much. Mm. So they undercut it with that hex scene, which I just didn't enjoy. And I could kind of feel, I kind of felt like the performer didn't enjoy it either. Me too. You know, like the actor who plays Buttons is a great actor. Yeah. He's really funny. He's very good at serious stuff. And yeah, I just thought, you know, just let them be sad for a minute. Yeah. It's almost as if they were too embarrassed or, like you say, too scared to to go with it. Trust the audience, you say. Trust the audience, yeah. Have faith that by this point, they are with you. And we've had some moments earlier in the series that tackled some dark stuff. For instance, Jim, when they talk about coming to in the in the forest. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, because you can think about all sorts of things that yeah. probably happened to them in the forest. We also had that whole thing with, you know, the 
Steed accidentally killing someone. We had um, the stuff with Blackbeard. We've had the stuff between Blackbeard, Izzy and Steed, mm. which they let sit with you. They never really undercut that no. with humour. They let it play out. Yes, there were some funny bits in it, like the fight scene, but the rage that was coming from Izzy, none of that was funny. And they no. let that, yeah, they let that fully, they let you fully sit with it. Absolutely. And I just think this might have been better if you had seen that, because really, Calico Jack is what Blackbeard is looking at if he doesn't sort himself out. Mm. He's got an opportunity. Several times people now have told him, you've got an opportunity here to flip the script and to live a different life, the life that you want to live. If you don't do this, that guy over there is who you're going to turn into because he doesn't have any more opportunities. He's so immersed and, and in this life that he can't, even contemplate doing anything else. You're going to end up like Izzy or you're going to end up like Calico Jack. Do you want to end up like either of them? No. 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 Uh, uh. <laughs> With a capital no. With a capital no. no. With a capital no. With a capital N. <laughs> Spelling. <laughs> and so... As we wrap up this episode, I know, sadly, we have to wrap these episodes up. I thought it'd be good to finish off by saying how great the ending was. It really was. I think I just heard your tummy. That was my tummy. I'm hungry. Okay, so we will wrap this up so we can get you fed, Orca. (laughs) (laughs) The trainer will be on the way. (laughs) Oh, and also... Another tool. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway. Oh so, dear. Yeah, going back to the ending, I think this is as good as episode three in terms of how it's put together. I love the use of music. Obviously, you know I'm a big Fleetwood Mac fan, have you been are. for years. And I love the way they cut on the beach. I love the way it became a music video. It is. And a great one. The return of Rory Kinnear. I mean, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I then, love the way you stood proud of that, that oh, thingy. It was so good. It was so good. And then you had this moment where finally everything that's kind of been danced around in terms of the relationship between these two characters, was finally crystallised mm. in the fact that they are in love with each other. Yeah. There's no more pretense. They absolutely love each other. Yeah. This is a romance. This is not a buddy film. No, it's a deep love. Yeah, it's a deep love. Yeah. And the fact that for them, it didn't matter that they'd been caught by the English and that everybody had been arrested. forgotten. And the, and just each other. Just each other. And the fact that he came back. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it was just like, there's no way at this point that you cannot, can, can, can talk around it. No. It was just a really nice full stop in a question that had been sort of bubbling away in the background that was raised in this one when Calico Jack says, what, are you buggering each other? Yeah. 
Yeah. I can't believe I just said I, I swear in front of my mum. <laughs> a big swear. It's not a big swear. Okay. It's it's, it's not like pickles. Don't say anything. <laughs> we'll get taken off the air. We will. Um yeah. Will we? No, I, I run this. <laughs> Anyway, I can hear your tummy again. The neighbours are going nuts. So let's just wrap this up as I've been trying to wrap up for the last, I don't know, two days. <laughs> what would you give this out of 10? Uh, I'm going to have to score it in two halves. Okay. Uh, so the first part I'm going to give um, five and a half. Interesting. And the last part, which mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. exemplary in my my personal opinion uh eight why i think that's the highest score you've ever done it is yeah that's incredible that is incredible and it was the fleetwood mac that tipped it over the it edge it was it was it all came together in a nice <laughs> if only it had been tusk <laughs> oh, yeah. now uh, you can't have everything 